Yeah. We didn't drug you. Yeah. We put acid in all of the Waterloo. Is that a Waterloo? <laughs> you know who owns this? Part of this is Lance Armstrong. <laughs> That's good. We're going to dope you before the show. Ready? And, uh... <clears throat> I think so. Is that helping? Yeah. That's probably making it. The jelly it... bean was better. That's, that's grapefruit. You don't like that? I am ready. Please don't. Please don't. If you don't, we'd like to tell you how to find us. Fortitude FW on social media. You could email Britton for his uh, fantastic camera and uh, audio work at fortitudefwpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I am JW, as you, as you uh, mentioned earlier. That's Brenton to my right. Uh, we are in the midst of a uh, Gary Patterson early season dismissal. We've had noticed a rather sharp uptick in social media posts in this regard. Have you seen any of this stuff? No, but wait till you see our like audio from when we had him on here a long time ago. You, one of our first interviews. You ready for my bit? Yeah, so, go. There seems to be a plethora of rumors on the next head coach. Have you seen these? I have. Britton, do you know what it means to have a plethora? I have no idea. Well, <laughs> you do know. Uh, could it be that once again you are upset about something, yet you are taking it out on me? That's our bit, Coach. Do you know uh, what movie that's from? As a Screen Actors Guild I, guy. I, is that Dumb and Dumber? No. It's close. It's before then. Chevy uh, Chase, Dan, uh, Chevy Chase, Martin uh, Short, uh, Steve Martin. Oh, uh, three, uh, three Amigos. That's it. Do you remember the scene? Like, he, he swore that... I don't remember that scene. Okay. Written, I you, didn't either. Well, you, I'll, I'll give you our connection that the, our our nickname of our three guards because the movie came out about the same time. That's how old this movie is, by yeah. the way, that you're talking about. Was the three amigos they called us uh, that at TCU? Because their names guards. were Chevy. Because no. no, we had three guards and we we're pretty good. And the movie had come out just at that time. Oh so. yeah, who were the two guys? Carl Lott and Carvin Holcomb. Oh cool, very cool. Yeah, we'll have came. a little video we're, we're, here. It didn't really, it didn't really catch on. It didn't really okay. catch on. <laughs> but that was when you were playing. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's how old that movie was. The voice you're hearing is the greatness of head coach of TCU basketball, <laughs> Jamie Dixon. Brenton. Did I talk too early? No, you did. No. You're fine. Okay. There's we no, like there's it no when rules the guests here. jump in. Um, they feel Brent, comfortable after eating the jelly beans. <laughs> One thing I think it's worth noting because it's really interesting and weird, but we apparently have 100 listeners or listens in Budapest, Hungary. Have you seen our that? I know. From it's our, a, it is amazing how somebody much in Hungary likes our work. People enjoy <laughs> listening to things when they can't understand the language <laughs> and dialect with which it's delivered. <laughs> so that's that's our intro, Coach. But all I um, care about, are there players, is if, if there's a player in Hungary, let me know. I think <laughs> they have tall, don't they have some? I've never heard of a guy from Hungary being a player. Oh, really? Yeah. If Where else in see- Eastern Europe, though? There's a lot of oh uh, Slovenia and uh, Latvia, Lithuania. Oh yeah, I mean they're loaded, loaded with players. But if you're yeah, listening in Budapest, yeah. email us. I can't think of anybody from Budapest. Give us a player for coach <laughs> over over what he wants. Seven foot tall. Or what's about the uh, what's the what's the, what's the good a, uh, shooting? Shooting would be good. Okay. Yeah, shooting would be good. If you're there, we're here for you. Let us know. Um, well, welcome to the show, Coach Dixon. We're, we're honored to have you, your presence in the studio with us. Uh, we're big fans for a long time. <laughs> Some of us know you for a long time. Some of us are getting to know you 
uh, more recent. So, but thank you for being here. How's that going? It's going well. well it's it's good going to well. The jelly bean eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's get right into you, Coach, because we only have three hours for the show. Uh, you are originally from a little town in Hollywood, outside of Hollywood, or actually Hollywood. Hollywood, small Hollywood. town. Small town. I grew up in. Um, my parents from the Bronx. So when I was uh, I was born, as they were moving. Uh, leaving the city and uh, going to uh, Los Angeles. And um, so Burbank is what it says. Burbank. That's the hospital uh, that I was born in, St. Joseph's. So that's his oak. But I grew up in Hollywood, L.A. North Hollywood was what it was called when I when I grew up. So I like to say that I was uh, grew up in North Hollywood, but I summered in the Bronx. Every okay. summer we mm. would get in the station wagon and drive across country. Oh, and, serious? And I, and I go stay at our grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles and cousins. So Were that's your parents, I, did they act? Is that yeah. what brought them yeah, well, out there? Uh, my dad went out there to be in, get in the movie business. And uh, um, I had just been uh, born. And, uh, and and really, it was. I don't know that it was uh, uh, generally, we were definitely going out there. It was kind of try it out, see. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's kind of why the back and forth uh, all that time, I think we were kind of, they just got married. It was, you know, it, it wasn't was, like yeah. we knew some yeah. people and yeah. we've got a, a role. Yeah, it yeah. was like, let's go do yeah. this. Let's Axel do Rose this. coming off yeah. the bus in the yeah. welcome to the jungle yeah. video. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, uh, he went out there and, uh, and, um, uh, made a living and raised, uh, three kids and, and, uh, same house, uh, bought it for 30,000 and it's a two bedroom house. That's worth, you know, and, and, and that area yeah, right yeah. now. So we still so, leave families yeah, out in uh, California yeah, so, these days. Uh, yeah. That's, that's how I got it. I mean, yeah, I know it was, uh, everybody when I played little league or basketball grew up playing, uh, was in the, the dad, you'd see the dad, he was in the movie business or you knew him from commercials or you yeah. saw him or the kids that I played with often did commercials. And, and so like, I just, it was, is a normal course of life to me. Everybody was kind of in the business as, as your first question to me when I walked in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, my dad, um, was, went there as an actor. That was his first thing he did. He also had another job like everybody does. I don't think he was ever a waiter or bartender, but at that time he was, uh, he worked in the insurance business. He was a claims adjuster is what he's always uh, told me. And, um, so he's a writer, he did that. That's what he really wanted to do. I think he, and he did, he, he made a career of uh, writing movies and, and uh, screenplays and, you know, you make, you write a bunch of them and you hope one or two get made. And yeah. it's a really, it's a, um, the one profession that's probably harder than coaching, I would say is, is, is the movie business. So, oh, yeah. uh, did he uh, cash you in one of his first movies or any of his movies? No, he, 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 the, how I got into the commercials was that he was doing a, co- a commercial for Volvo and, uh, he, they asked him, Hey, does anybody have a kid? Uh, uh, does anybody know a kid that they can bring for this commercial? That's kind of how it was back then. Nice. I mean, it wasn't like, yeah. you know, what it is now where every kid in America or, or parent wants their kid in the, in the, in the, in the movies or some, some type of, uh, social media. But so they just brought me along and that's how I was. I was the guy in the ba- kid in the back seat looking through the back window in the Volvo commercial. That so was my Volvo, first one. You did Volvo, Mattel, Rice Krispies yeah. and then Bud Light kind of, that was later in the life. Well, yeah, I, you well, wanted, I was a little young to be doing Bud Light at five, but yeah, uh, yeah that, that was, you know, uh, got to start them early. <laughs> start early. So that, yeah, you're kind of skipping a few uh, years there, decades, but, um, uh, we, that's what we do here, coach. <laughs> yeah. Were you the Mikey? He likes it. No. One? And, and, and I was about that time. I kind of looked like that kid. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I was probably better looking, but, uh, you know, you that haircut, though? Yeah, the bowl. Say, yeah. Yeah. The bowl cut yeah. work. Uh, it was, uh, so 
Um, so that that's kind of I did a lot of those. You'd go on the interviews. You'd go three interviews a day, you know, and you'd go. My mom would take me down. You'd go to the interviews and and, um, you know, you go in there. I didn't never did any like acting per se, just went in there and smiled. I never had like lines. It was always just commercials. I never did a movie uh, or anything. I never spoke when I was any a kid. meaningful money from all those commercials. Um, I I. I mean, millions, millions. Yeah, millions. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just they you bought know, you your first basketball, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I got in the oil <laughs> business and I lost it all. So uh, that's uh, that's that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you're obviously you get a little older. You start playing basketball. You, yeah. you discover you're pretty decent at it, right? I struggled. I mean, actually, I was more baseball. 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 I played baseball, football. I love sports. Uh, I do. There were times where my my mom would say, "Hey, we gotta go do these." go in these interviews, these commercials and, and, yeah. uh, and, um, and, uh, I would like, no, I don't want to go. I want to go play little league or I want to go play basketball. And, and, um, that was what I wanted to do. But, uh, eventually I had about 11, 12, the braces came in mm. and, uh, the decision was to kind of, uh, uh, I wanted to play sports anyways, and that's kind of how at it was. At that point, do they revoke the Screen Actors Guild Pretty card? Much. Or? As, as the uglier you get, yeah, it just kind of happens. So <laughs> yeah. I think you have nice teeth, but Town is not uh, showier no, no, they cosmetic at all. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't take kindly to uh, kids uh, losing their. Uh, I had a nice little uh, smile when I was young, and then yeah. kind of went downhill after that. <laughs> You were five three, so the story that everybody knows that knows you. You were five three as a freshman. You grow eleven inches in four years. Like you were the shortest on the team, yeah. and you're the tallest. No. Uh, you're obviously a good player, heavily recruited. No, no, I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I hardly played my uh, junior year. I was on the freshman team, JV team as a sophomore. Like you said, I was five three. I mean, um, and and uh, um, about a hundred. I mean, I don't even, probably eighty pounds as a freshman. I mean, I was skinny. Um, uh, young. That, that was one of the things that I had against me. I was young for my class. I should have been, you know, in, in Texas, they would have held me back three years and, and mm-hmm. you know, put me on the football team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I just, my, I don't think my parents knew. And, and, um, and so they I, never do. I, yeah. And, and I was, I was young and, and, uh, and it grew late, uh, com- combined the two. And, uh, I, I was, uh, um, 5'11, hardly played as a junior. Uh, on the team and we weren't very good. So that gives you an idea. And then I just started the, the summer. I grew a couple inches. I just got better, got confidence. And then we were in a pretty good league. So I played against some pretty good players and I put up pretty good numbers my senior year, real good numbers. And, and then, but I, I still looked like I was 12 years old. I mean, I was like uh, a six one socially. I was about a, 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 an eight year old. So um, there was some <laughs> we challenges. We all struggle with yeah. that. And so, uh, um, it, it just, uh, it, I was not heavily recruited. There were some schools I wanted to go to, like Loyola, uh, uh, San Diego. They, I visited there, and it just, it was it was a strange thing. It was the first year of the early signing period. Mm-hmm. So everybody had signed. It was kind of the first year they had signed people early. Mm-hmm. You know, one of a lot of schools out in California. I mean, if I'd had it to do, and I grew up, you know, in, in the East or knew it, a prep school would have been a perfect situation yeah. for me. I was planning on going to a junior college. Um, just because junior colleges in California were pretty good basketball back then. So you could go and you, you know, you, you'd be seen. And, and, uh, so that was my plan. And, uh, then, then TCU came in and, uh, they came out of nowhere and, um, I was probably gonna go Irvine, Loyola. They were, they were kind of talking and, and, and then, uh, Loyola is a school I wanted to go to. I always tell this story. I mean, Loyola is a school I wanted to go to. I had some friends going there. I went to Catholic high school in Notre Dame and, 
And uh, so that was where I won. I was begging like for a scholarship mm-hmm. and they were horrible. I mean, they were horrible. Like the worst team in division one. And uh, um, so eventually I go work out there illegally and, uh, um, and they say, well, you know, we're just not sure about you. You know, you got to give me a year. And, um, and so I said, well, I'm, I'm going to go to TCU. And, uh, the, you know, then they wanted to offer me a scholarship after that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so, and TCU was pretty good at the time. We were Southwest Conference. They had had a decent year. They were in the NIT um, the year before, kind of had underachieved a little bit, they thought. And, and, but five slamma jamma, Houston, Texas, you know, all, all the teams, uh, baseball, football was, it was probably the best conference at the time, you know, to to be in. And, um, so going into the Southwest conference was, it was like kind of out of nowhere. As a senior, you led the team to the, to its, uh, in the NCAA birth, the 97, I mean, that's 97, 87, excuse me. Uh, you were an all-Southwest Conference player that year, too. And, yeah. you know, our our crack research team <laughs> found this little gym, which you know, we won't play the whole thing. This is the extended version, but it's an interview of you after a very yeah. famous yeah. shot in the history of TCU. Yeah, Look at that young fella, number 23. Yeah, you can see I really had developed after that, those four years. I was still, what, 165, you, 170. Probably fresh yeah, off yeah, an yeah, acting yeah. gig. Yeah. Uh, this is my junior year, actually. So junior this is my year, okay. junior because we won the conference my junior year right. and the senior year. So we won it two years, and uh, you can see the interview. I got I took a lot of heat for this uh, interview afterwards. Uh, well, I don't know. You didn't hear. Here's it. the shot. This is your playing <laughs> Texas with four seconds to go right yeah. here. You can see here eyes closed. I don't know if you can see that there, but that was key key part of it. Um, it was uh, the interesting thing about it as a coach. Now you think you watch it. Texas had a foul to give. Yeah. So they were trying to foul. So you'd have to take it out of bounds again. You wouldn't be able to shoot the free throws. But the refs didn't call the fouls. And so that's why I got knocked loose. They kind of were on the side of right. me. And, and that's how we... Uh, Look at that young fellow. So much life ahead of him. Well done. <laughs> All downhill after one that. One more time. We'll see one more time. We still have the same baskets there, I think. Do we really? Uh, yeah, well, it's a... Uh, Another flying story. TCU on the court. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the Marshall Harris work. Uh, Eyes closed right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look at you like uh, in that guy's face, too. <sighs> Beautiful. And, well, well done. Yeah. And the, the great story about that, because I was just talking to uh, his uh, son in law, was uh, uh, Frank Windegger, was the athletic director. Yeah. And for. People that uh, the whole time, and, and and that was the the the, the very f- story. There was a, a clip or an angle where you show where Frank Windiger, the athletic director at the time, just as everybody ran on the floor, as you can see there, Frank in a per- bright purple uh, uh, coat did the same thing and ran, and he ran on the pile and then fell off of the pile and uh, <laughs> and, and was part of it. And yeah. uh, and he called. He said he was doing crowd control at the time and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it was just, a, it was an emotional, uh, I mean, we hadn't been very good, uh, and Texas was Texas and, um, you know, we, we had, uh, had the lead and then we kind of lost the lead and it looked like it was over and, uh, that's, that's how it went. So, you know, I've, I've been milking this thing for a long time now. <laughs> what, how did you celebrate that, that night, by the way? Yeah, we'll keep that. Uh, I mean. I actually went out. I do remember that. I went out with my friends. And I will say this is uh, just talking about my dad and how I was uh, um, uh, uh, after the game. Uh, I, first thing I did is I always did because I talked to my again. I was the oldest uh, 17 when I came out to TCU. I mean, um, went to an all boys high school. 
Catholic high school. I, I called uh, I called my dad afterwards, and uh, he was the first person I called and told him, you know, and he'd watch the game. They'd watch it on satellite back home. Yeah. It was back in the day where, you know, different different times. But uh, uh, but the, fir- the first thing he said to me is just, just it, I said, what are you doing? I'm going out. And he said, just make sure you go out with the same people you've always gone out with. So yeah. don't don't change that. So I, I remember that at 35. I remember that better than I remember the shot. That's, That's a great thing yeah. to say yeah. too. Yeah, don't get caught yeah. so caught up in yeah. this thing. Yeah. So, and 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 funny that you asked that, but there was, you know, different different things came up that normally would come up. So That's the, cool. And then, I, go ahead. Good decisions. Yeah. Then then TCU, your time at TCU winds down. Then your life speeds up in the hyperdrive. You are the seventh round pick of the Washington Bullets, now the Washington Wizards. You didn't make the team, but yeah. then you play for the CBA, a team called Lacrosse Catbirds. Uh-huh. They were paying you 400 bucks a week to play. Where's your fight all this stuff? No, we, have a, we have a really good team that goes on Google, Wikipedia sometimes. Uh, then you moved in 89 to move to New Zealand to play yeah. some ball. Uh, that's two, two seasons there. You're yeah. an all-star. Uh, 89 and 90. Yeah. What's New Zealand like for you? New Zealand was great. I, I, again, I, I, I was very young. I graduated at young 21. I mean, you can see, see right there. Um, and, uh, you know, I was, I, I joke about that. I played in pretty much every league or got cut by pretty much every league in, in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, Western hemisphere. And then I tried other, other places in, in, in Europe as well. And then New Zealand. So, um, I just wanted to play. And uh, I was getting better. You know, I was a late bloomer. Uh, and so I just kept getting, wanted to keep playing. And, and New Zealand was an opportunity to go play. I think I just played in the 6'4 and under league. I don't think that's in there. I, mean, I, I, would, I would go anywhere to play. And, uh, um, and, and my dad was great about that, too. He's like, you got plenty of time to work, you know, yeah. plenty of opportunity. And, and uh, um, so I did that and I went to New Zealand. And it was really, the, the, I, I think probably there I grew more than any, any, anything um, as far as a, a person, I think, because I just, you know, you, you grow up in the States and, you know, and you, you're so focused and then you go to a place like New Zealand and you realize there's a whole lot of uh, other world out there and they don't care about like, you know, bas- college basketball or don't even know anything about it. And it was just that uh, people were unbelievable, most beautiful country in the world. I mean, whoever has been down there, I think would tend to agree. And I was in this small little town, which I'd never done in my life. Yeah. I mean, uh, North Hollywood and Bronx and then Fort Worth was kind of culture shock as, uh, as when I come in here, but then I was in a small town in New Zealand and just, uh, uh, still have friends there today. That had you I ever stopped to. when, like, I'll go back to the California drives to the, you know, to the East coast. Had you ever stopped in Texas before TCU? Yeah, we had, uh, I stopped at, the, uh, we stopped at the, um, uh, big Texas uh, steakhouse in, uh, Amarillo. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, that was before I was vegan. Yes. I don't go there anymore. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> your, your daughter wouldn't like it either. Hey, no, I'm no, sure. No, we asked another athlete. This. I'm not vegan, but that's a, I try. What was when that first night in New Zealand? Like, cause presumably you went by yourself. Like nobody goes with yeah. you, right? You, yeah. So do you remember that first night of like, I remember my going, first time when I would get the, um, uh, TCU and uh, uh, the, a lot of the people bring this up. Uh, Carvin Holcomb brings up one of my teammates, and he's uh, they they pick me up. And um, Alan Umholtz, who's the manager, who I still see and is a, a friend, he uh, they pick me up and they uh, pick me up in a in a uh, from the airport because I don't know anybody and you can't and uh, 
Um, they put me up in the, uh, he picks me up in a pickup truck and I, they throw me in the back of the pickup truck with my, <laughs> with my trunk that I have with me. So I, I wasn't, uh, um, I wasn't exactly a high, high recruit, uh, in, yeah. in their minds. I wasn't a real priority. So, well, uh, clearly in the bed uh, of a yeah, pickup, yeah, truck, pickup right? truck, I think you could see a stretch yeah, limo yeah, or something. Yeah, no. And then when I got here, Carmen Holcomb said, came up to me and said, are you the manager? And so that was my uh, welcome to TCU. So that's too, uh, that's yeah, too bad. Yeah. Well, so your your playing career ended kind of in a weird way. You um, let's see. Let's, I got to be careful how I say this because I think there's a story here that I don't want to step all over. But you were kneed in the midsection uh, while diving for a loose ball, yeah. rupturing your pancreas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When I think of midsection, one can only think of one. No, that's not. You don't know where, you know where the pancreas is. I do, is. but the midsection, they, wouldn't they just say like in the Your stomach? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, give uh, them an anatomy TCR's, lesson, yeah. please. Well, I thought they were the, trying to the, be the, the, gentle when they said midsection. <laughs> you spent 90 days in the hospital. This is in New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. 90 days in the hospital. You couldn't eat for a long time. You went from 200 pounds to 150 pounds and in, in oh, span of that because you couldn't eat. And I'm like I'm thinking, like, oh my gosh, he's going to get back into acting because he's obviously looking looking pretty pretty thin right there. He's ready to go, but that's pretty. That was a pretty crazy time. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. I mean, uh, it's a ruptured pancreas. That's uh, you need your. Uh, I didn't know at the time, but they inform me you need your pancreas to live, and uh, so it was. Well, actually, I don't. You know, I'm you a diabetic, so you, so actually you don't you, really. You don't. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It is helpful though. Right. It, it it is helpful, and yeah, it's. Uh, um, that was one of the concerns, uh, at minimum, they told me probably I was going to be a, a diabetic because of the, the pancreas and, and, uh, the tear, but it, 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 it healed. Um, uh, they did the surgery eventually, I should say they let it heal for a while, which was, you know, interesting in that, uh, news in, in Holland where it happened, um, uh, the medicine social, uh, how, how the medicine was set up. They said if I'd been in the States, they would have gone and done the surgery right away. But in Holland, um, they tried to see if it would heal on its own, which mm-hmm. was always the better way to do it if, if it could. And so that's why it was so long that I was the 90 in there. days. So yeah. that wouldn't. Have, yeah. Was that so brutal? It was, it was it was 50 days. Uh, I think when, about six days when they finally did the. Yeah, I was you did, I couldn't eat, literally couldn't eat. And all like at, at for a lot of the time I couldn't drink. Excruciating yeah. pain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, unbelievable pain and different things were happening, infections and, and, and different things that were, were, were occurring. And, uh, uh, but again, um, you know, I didn't know anybody. I had just gotten there, uh, uh, team I wanted to play and, and, uh, this is where I ended up. And then, uh, obviously, uh, so I was going to say my dad was, was there for me. He came out and, uh, dropped everything and, and spent the time, uh, with me there. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's tough, you know, the language and, not knowing anybody. And, and, um, but my goal, as I said, was, uh, you know, I realized that they said, you're probably not going to play anymore. And, um, I was losing all, all this weight yeah. and, uh, wasn't eating. And then, uh, my goal was to, uh, uh, get out of there by, by the four, four, uh, final four. So it happened about new year's, new year's uh, day. I think it was new year's Eve actually that happened. Mm-hmm. We were playing in a game and, uh, my goal was to get back to the, uh, uh, to the, uh, to the States and get a coaching job. So my goal is to get to the final four, bring my resume and just start handing it out oh, yeah. and doing there. So I show up at the resume, uh, at the final four, 50 pounds lighter than what I, when people had last seen me. And so you can imagine what some of the people were saying when I, uh, when I showed up. So Damaged I'll, show, goods? Yeah. I'll show them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, I ended up, you know, working and trying to find a job. And eventually I found that job. I think you're going to say it. Well, uh, I was going to, you, you had a lot <laughs> of coaching stops along the way. I was mm-hmm. going to uh, fast forward. You go to, you go to Hawaii, you spend a little time in Hawaii coaching. Mm-hmm. You I mean, surf, that, you've been to New that Zealand. Does, that doesn't you, suck, you like right? surfing? You do no, surfing? No, I mean, I'm, I've done it, but I'm not, I'm not good. Do you recognize I that I've, piece in the no. corner over there? That <laughs> yeah, is, that's a surfboard. It's a surfboard. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Excellent answer, yeah. coach. I didn't grow up in the valley, but uh, <laughs> once in a while I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the ocean. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, think about the places I, I've lived. I mean, uh, New Zealand, uh, uh, Santa Barbara, I went there for my uh, uh, graduate assistant, uh, New Zealand, Hawaii. Um, I mean, some pretty good, oh, pretty yeah. good spots. Would you uh, live in Honolulu? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there you go at a Northern Arizona University under right. a guy named Ben Howland, uh, who's in, influential in your life for mm-hmm. a long time. Right. Uh, you guys were close the whole time, and he. Right. He was. Uh, he had recruited me at Santa Barbara. Right. So um, he was uh, again another school that had recruited me. I would have. I, I had applied to go to Santa Barbara just to go as a student in the, uh, you know, in November, whatever you, January to go there as a student. I got, uh, I had got it uh, accepted to go there. And, um, and, and so I, once I started doing, having a pretty good senior year, we sent some uh, stuff up to him. My mom and dad sent the information, you know, like the letters I get all the time and sent uh, information. Hey, this, uh, this kid's averaging this and would love to go to Santa Barbara already admitted, you know, to school, yeah. which is rare that you would have that. And, uh, uh, we still have the letter from Ben where it says, uh, um, uh, sorry, but we don't have any scholarships, uh, uh, available. And, uh, so that's, that's how, so he knew who I was and that's how the relationship kind of started. He was an assistant coach there at the time and they were probably the second worst or for, worst team in college basketball oh, wow. at Santa Barbara. They're horrible. So well, he I'm, would come into your life and not too much longer after that in, uh, 99, you, you were reunited with him at Pitt as mm-hmm. an assistant. Yeah. Um, so you're back coaching, you're co- working for him. And then he steps down in uh, 2002 or three, right? Yeah, it was four years. Four years. And then that's where it gets going uh, yeah. in, in a big way for you. You're the head coach of Pitt for 13 seasons. You do things like you tie for the most wins in the first seven seasons of any head coach's career, 188 wins. Naismith Coach of the Year in 2008, 2009. Biggie's Coach of the Year, Sweet 16 with Pitt, 2004, 2007. You're the AP in coaches poll, number one ranking for those two years. Huge, right? Mm-hmm. Is it 04 and 07? Yeah, two different teams were different number teams. one. Yeah. Um, in, in 2006, prior to that, a really cool thing happened, Britton. Are you asleep over there? You okay? <laughs> I'm reading okay. all of this. In 2006, you and your brother and your sister Maggie were the first pair to take their team. She was at Army. Right. Maggie, and you, and you both took your teams to the NCAA tournament the same year, which right. is the first time that's ever happened, brother and sister. Uh, you, you lost Maggie a few years, a year later, and uh, um, I don't know if you want to speak to that, yeah. but that, that's a really emotional and um, story that inspires a lot of people because there's a big uh, basketball tournament in her honor. Mm-hmm. I know you guys were close, and she was a, she was a dynamite coach, and mm-hmm. when, she, when she was suddenly taken from the world, and you guys, you've, you've helped uh, facilitate this, this foundation for her. Mm-hmm. Really a great deal, and I know that there's much more there. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to your sister Maggie if you could? Yeah, she. I mean, she a little unique because she was 12 years younger than I was. She was kind of a, a surprise, and and uh, uh, she used to she grew up watching. Uh, 
my games, uh, she was five, six, seven years old, and we would uh, we had the TCU games were on satellite. It was mm-hmm. you know not before every game was on TV, so it was on satellite. So they used to go to this pizza place to watch my games. Oh, I was wondering uh, if your dad had like a satellite. Those yeah, we couldn't. Have, we could have. Yeah, right? they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah. We could probably couldn't afford it and didn't have room to put it. But uh, <laughs> we had some friends that had one, and yeah. it was it was that, those times. And uh, but she uh, eventually decided she wanted to play basketball. She ended up going to the school that I went to that became co-ed after I left. Uh, and and she uh, ended up going to the University of San Diego and playing. And then she wanted to get into coaching. And uh, uh, it's funny you bring up uh, West Point and the connection there. I was just at uh, Coach uh, uh, West Point is, is playing uh, Air Force in the Commander's Cup. And they're practicing at TCU. And the coach uh, uh, called me and we uh, uh, got together today at West Point. So West Point is near and dear to our heart, uh, the Dixon family. I mean, it's it's special. She was only there six months. She uh, changed how, uh, um, and it, I just had a number of people just tell me this at, as I was at practice at West Point, which was just, just just half an hour ago, um, was uh, uh, how she changed how uh, uh, women are looked at at West Point. Because wow. you know, there's only, at the time, there's probably 5% uh, the students were uh, the cadets were were women female it's it's a higher number now and so uh um she kind of you know took in they had, they had a, a, a when she got there there was nobody there she had been there uh, uh for got there in october nobody came to the games they never had any success never gone to the ncaa tournament and so um go ahead for three four months later they get hot they start winning games they end up winning the league they host the tournament and they win the tournament for the first time ever at West Point. And I always say that uh, um, there's only been uh, uh, the, the first person, uh, Bobby Knight coached at West Point, Mike Krzyzewski coached at West Point, but Maggie Dixon was the first one to take any uh, men's or women's team to the NCAA tournament wow. so, That's uh, amazing. at West Point. So, yeah. um, and then there's obviously if, if there's pictures or some, there was, I just saw that, uh, with the event where they literally had a packed house, 6,000 people and all the cadets, all the football players were dressed up in their fatigues. And when they won the game last second, uh, they, they stormed the court and carried a Maggie off the field. Oh, so it's wow. a, it's a, it's an unbelievable sight of vision. If you, if you Google that, if you want to see yep. something that, uh, might bring a little, uh, uh, it brings a tear to my eye, uh, each time I see yes, it, sir. but, yes, sir. uh, she, uh, she was. She would had all kinds. A lot more personality than me, and mm-hmm. and uh, she was the, she was the people person. She was the one with the, all the energy, and she could. Uh, the when she passed, I was. She went to the women's final four, and then she went to the men's final four. She would go to both because she had friends and and yeah. both. And uh, uh, I was with her that morning, uh, that night. Um, we I went to her house in in New York, and we were recruiting. And then uh, uh, that morning, I left to go. Uh, on the road and uh, I left and um, when I got to Virginia I got a call that she had uh, she was in the hospital and and uh, she was in a serious, serious condition with sudden cardiac mm-hmm. arrest so mm-hmm. uh, uh, shocking 28 not years one old. not not a issue health wise and and just out of nowhere so that's why we do the foundation and why we talk about uh, the uh, sudden cardiac arrest and what it can do and you yes, know, try to do and and now and now Reagan uh, has taken on the event and, uh, she just wanted to, she was friends with Maggie, like everybody was. And she wanted to move the event to here. We had done it at the garden for about 10 years. It was the biggest event in women's basketball. It still is. I mean, they, they got a great field this year, yeah. North Carolina, Duke, uh, um, they're not playing each other, but TCU 
and uh, uh, mm-hmm. Texas. Um, and so it's it's uh, it's unbelievable what they've done. And um, yep. so we're going to just continue it. And, and uh, it's it's the, it's the premier women's event in women's basketball. It's an amazing it's part of your amazing life story. So thank you for sharing. I know yeah. that's, uh, it's you, you speak to it a lot. And I love that you'd still do that because mm-hmm. it is a meaningful thing. It's really mm-hmm. cool. So, and you so know, you, and you shared that. I saw you speak at the Fort Worth Club a couple years oh, ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember, as JW will always remind us that I'm not the biggest sports guy, but I remember watching you and, and I was like, yeah, this guy's pretty cool. You know, he's talking about basketball. I'm not really into it and stuff, but then you brought up that story mm-hmm. and I remember it really stuck out. I mean, mm-hmm. stuck with me because you, um, the way you articulated it, And I think a lot of people appreciate that, mm-hmm. you know, is it, mm-hmm. I mean, so good on you for yep. keeping that memory alive yeah. for sure. That's, uh, that's what we. That's what I. That's all I could do. I mean, I yeah. didn't know what else to do, and it, it hurts. And uh, yep. uh, it's it's still been a while. I mean, it's 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 sixteen years now, fifteen, I guess. And uh, um, but one thing I found is, um, you know, I'm amazed. Uh, I didn't know I, every person that called me, wrote me, emailed. I got letters from all over the world, and everyone touched me. So it's something mm-hmm. another lesson I got that, yeah, just reaching out and saying somebody when they lose somebody, just just the littlest thing means something because it meant something to me. Well, it means a lot that you speak to it now. Mm-hmm. So further back to you again. So um, you're still at Pitt. You, in 2010, you do something really cool. You you become the fast. You tie two other guys, but you tie uh, for the fastest coach to earn 200 wins in their career in only eight seasons. You tie two guys named Mark Few and Roy Williams. Uh, that's pretty That's pretty badass right there. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's finish up. And this, this picture up here you see – I'm not sure who this guy is, but they, it's like the, a model. Or the something. internet tells us this is you, so yeah. I'm not quite sure if that's accurate. But no um, gray hair, yeah. But this, what were you doing here? This seems more like a trainer function with the <laughs> balls, you know, like as you're feeding it to the practice or something. Yeah, I might have still been the manager, but I acted <laughs> as if I was the head I coach. I do have a question. You know what I will say? I, it must be an NCAA tournament because that little pin right there. Oh yeah, uh, you see that pin on the thing? Yeah, it right must there. be a picture at the NCAA tournament. And there probably was that you can't use the balls until the clock gets to zero. And so I'm waiting to, for the clock to get to zero so I think the balls. Oh, seriously? Shoot. Yeah. So when for you're the warm up kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. Oh, it's strict rules around yeah, that. So yeah. you do have kind of. Um, so there is a purpose there. You do have kind of a uniform on. We talked about this with Coach Sarlos about how some sports you wear. Would you ever wear the tank top in a game type of scenario? <laughs> How, why is that in some sports that we have that we don't in others? Yeah, well, there's talk about the um, um, wearing the sweats go, going again this year with the sweats because it was done last year during COVID. And and uh, I've always done the suits and most people have. And I don't know what we're going to do here coming forward. Which would you prefer? Would you prefer sweats? I've always done the uh, suits, so I think I'd prefer to do the suits. Um, uh, you know, I... I uh, how I many think, suits do you own, Coach? I don't know what uh, more than I, more than ten. What do you have? Yeah. A lot of suits. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, um, Wardrobe's um, important to this one to the left of me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious. <laughs> Some people have a a plethora of suits. You might there, say. There you guys say the plethora again, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, the the um, yeah. That's a. Uh, that's something that's going to have to f- figure out. I mean, I've, I've always done it that way, so I'd like to get back to that way, but uh, I may be the only one that's doing it. So, so on the as a basketball coach, and this, is it more important to get to that tournament or, or to have a winning? Like, where's the mo- the biggest pressure point on you? Yeah, I mean, get, getting to the tournament's always kind of been that, that, that place that uh, is kind of that defining, you know, I think uh, – 
that number stayed the same. I was talking about that yesterday thing. You know, that number's been the same for a long time. You know, whereas bowls have grown from, you know, the Blue Bonnet Bowl was a real getting the Blue Bonnet Bowl was a big deal. I remember back in the day, and now there's, you know, 41 bowls, I think, yeah. or 43. Well, that doesn't, hasn't right. happened in, in basketball. It's been the same. It was 64 to 68, you know, made it out of 353. So that's generally the the, the thing that's uh, the, what you look at. And then once you get there, anything can happen. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the mentality. I mean, you can see, I mean, you get, you know, teams have gotten to the final four that were last teams in and uh, you just got to get there and, and get some breaks because anybody that's in that tournament at that point is good enough to, to win games. So it's a one game event basketball yeah. with the three point shot. Now is a, is, you know, anybody that gets hot can, can, can beat, you know, uh, can not, not, you know, not a best of seven, but right. they can beat you in one game. I watched Hoosiers to brush up and do a little research on this. Is it? Do you have some kids where it feels like that? They, I mean, they walk, they get to the tournament for the first time, yeah. and it's like, oh my goodness! Like you got to overcome some of that stuff just emotionally with them, get them, get them to that level in a real short amount of time. Yeah. I think now it's it's going to be completely different. I think before you had the same players, and and you know you had the guys for four or five years, and so you're building them. They've gone to tournament after tournament. Now in, in college athletics and basketball, uh, especially, you're going to have new guys, new teams every year. So yeah. that you got you almost got to kind of, um, I think, uh, re reteach them, or, or if really for the first time, you got you got to really talk to them what your goals are, establish those, as you're going to generally have new guys, new guys in a program, almost uh, significant, mm-hmm. you know, almost your entire team, if not uh, half of it at least. So again. Um, you know, the game, the game has completely changed and that's another aspect of it. We're going to get into that a little bit in a second, mm-hmm. but 2010 to finish up your time with Pitt, wasn't it 2010, but you had a busy year. You saved some people from a car accident. <laughs> you, uh, you came to Fort Worth for a TCU Baylor football game. You had a conversation with Crystal Conti, our former athletic director right. about TCU joining the big yeah. East. Um, and then TCU decided ultimately to go to the big 12, which is where they're obviously where they sit now. Do you, do you recall this moment? And oh, yeah. What what we, yeah. what was going on there? Well, I, I tell them what I when I uh, thought about it uh, was, um, you know, I was Chris Chris uh, and and you know again I finished in '87. I was traveling all over the place trying to get jobs, you know, and and so I wasn't back at TCU a lot, you know, occasion and and our group, my friends, we generally would get together for our, like reunions in different places, San Antonio, Vegas. You know, Austin, we, we'd yeah. go, we, we wouldn't come to, I don't know, for some reason we didn't come back to Fort Worth for a football game or whatever. Um, and so, and I was always busy during basketball season, obviously. And so, um, but when Chris got here, I knew Chris from Santa Barbara. We were at Santa Barbara together. And, okay. and, and I, and um, I just kind of, you know, it, it was, it was more, I, I became more aware of TCU, more connected, came uh, somehow got here a few more times. And um, so that was, that was how it came about. And, and then what happened was, and I remembered exactly where I was. I was in Hawaii because my wife's from Hawaii. I met her when I was there and we'd go to Hawaii. That's, that's she a, native that's Hawaiian. A, no, no, she's, she's from LA. Uh, but, um, uh, she grew up there. Yeah. And, uh, um, I remember being out in the ocean and I was just thinking about TCU and I was sitting out there and uh, swimming, uh, body surfing, what, what I was doing. I just remember thinking, I was thinking about TCU and realignment because in the big East, that's all we dealt with was realignment, realignment. I was thinking of TCU and their situation and where it was at. And it, and it came to me and I was thinking about Hawaii too, at the same time, how, you know, how to, and I've always been intrigued and, 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 
immersed in, in realignment and what's happened. Cause it's all I've ever been big West whack, you know, Southwest conference. I mean, I I've experienced every, in every aspect of playing coaching. And so it just all of a sudden came to me, how could we do this? And I knew the big East was looking to, we were in trouble. We were the sixth best BCS conference. Our football had struggled. Mm -hmm. And then TCU had the great year. Were you on that team, right? Uh, 2010 was a, was that it was way after me it was after yeah okay that's yeah. why that's why they didn't that was a nice yeah, softball yeah. though that you offered up <laughs> so <laughs> I, they had the great year I, some reason i knew that we are the our bcs bid our bcs our spot the big east was up for uh evaluation whatever you want to say and 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 we were right on the league had not done well and by if we can add a team with the with the the last record and it just record it didn't matter who you beat or what it was just winning percentage at the time and so i just i just came out and it's like i think this could work it could help us and it could get tcu into a bcs with and 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 so i threw it out to chris when i came to that baylor game and and with all intention of get to the big east and then then you got then you then you got your best chance of getting the big 12. I mean, that was serious class. Never thought it was going to happen as quick as it happened. Right. And, and, uh, but it was obviously the, the, the route to do it and, and give Chris credit for jumping on it and, and Chancellor Boschini because, you know, it took, you know, okay, the big East, where's the fit, but it all, if you looked at it, it all kind of made sense. And I was, you know, I was, that was something that was, you know, I was look, looking out for, uh, my, my school. And, yeah. and, and I, so I brokered, I got our, our, and the other thing that we had going for us was our chancellor at Pitt was the head of the expansion committee. Mm. So I knew him well. Yeah. So I could facilitate that. I called the big East. I called the, um, uh, the, the leaders of that. We met at a football game there and I told them what I th thought could happen. And, and, and Chris at first looked at me like I was crazy the big East. And then, and then we thought it could, it could work. And certainly, like I said, we never thought it was going to happen that what, quick. Uh, what beach were you at Waikiki when that's which beach were you at? Yeah. Out, Outrigger off. club, Outrigger club. Uh, that's where I was uh, swam in the morning and, and, and worked oh, out. The so. old Outrigger club. Yeah. Outrigger club you know. I used to go out and body surf. I did this thing, hand planes. It's like a surfboard you surf your hand, but yeah. I let somebody use a couple. Who was when that? They went Who was to that? Florida. Room? And um, they never returned with them. Oh, Imagine yeah. that. It was Kaimana Beach, which is uh, the name of my uh, dog. So we, uh, yeah, I think Kaimana. it's amazing, though, that you came up with a structured environment in what might the ocean that might someone, yeah. you know, yeah. not. Well, that connection to Chris and TCU would obviously pay dividends a few years later. In 2016, you become the TCU head basketball coach. Um, we all have heard rumors how that happened, and there's some funny ones out there, but. What, really, what? How did how did how did this happen? Because people came to see you. What can you tell us? People came to obviously court you. It, was it an easy call? Hey, we want you to no, come no to school. One, no one courted me. I mean, uh, at the very end of the year, um, Chris reached out to me, and uh, yeah. um, I, I, there was. Uh, um, I know we weren't done, but there, it was like the last game of the year, mm -hmm. and and it was it was at the very end, and and uh, he called me, and there was, uh, um, you know, I told him my contract uh, situation and um, with uh, um, 
buyouts and different things. And, and I didn't think it was going to happen. To be honest, there, there was this time where we were excited about it. My wife was excited and we actually thought it wasn't, I mean, it all happens. Everybody thinks like it's been in the works for these things are in the works and, and I, the, the, the media writes things and none of it's ever true. I, I shouldn't say none of it. I mean, sometimes it is, but it's never what, what, what is it, it written. And, and it really was. And, and, and you, it's the, the problem with our business is you have about a 24 hour window to make a decision, yeah. a life changing decision. I don't know any other businesses like that. And you have to keep it, you know, quite, uh, right. figure it out. And, and that's it when you can't talk to anybody and you got you got to figure it out and you can't, in, in my situation, you generally can't have, you don't have an opportunity to go see the school or be an obviously TCU. Uh, and I knew Chris and I knew Chancellor. So there was no meeting. There was yep. no thing. It was, it was done in, uh, 24 hours, maybe 48. And, and, and there was 24 hours I thought was going to happen. Then there's literally like 12 hours where it wasn't, it was done. Couldn't do it. It wasn't going to happen. Um, and then, uh, uh, it turned the other, it, it went the other way, but there was, a, there was a real chance, time where my, my wife and I were kind of, I mean, in, in tears that we thought we, we thought we were all set to go and then it wasn't going to happen. And then, and then it changed. Uh, so I was, I was driving this. I do remember this. I was driving to school thinking I wasn't, I was meeting with the team thinking I wasn't going to be able to go. And then Chris called me and said, we, uh, um, uh, we got it done. And, it, and, uh, it was, uh, it was done like that. Well, we're, we're happy that it worked out that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, we're not where we need to be right now. Sure. We're, we're going to be better. And, uh, uh, we've done some great things and we've improved it. There's no question. I mean, I know what, what it was coming into it. So some people question why I would do it, but, but I, I believe it can be done. And, and Gary's, you know, a big part of that. I, I mean, I saw what Gary had done and I believe that, uh, you know, that, it, um, you know, the, the possibility exists. I mean, we know, I mean, I've heard the, you know, when I came here and the, the articles of worst power five and team and, and all the different things, but you know, we've improved it. It's still not where it needs to be, but we're working and, and we're way better this year. So before you get to that, you get to TCU right off the, right out of the gate, your you, things go get, start getting better yeah. real fast. You go to the NIT, we win a championship. I mean, I actually got to go to the Madison Square Garden yeah. game, and that that was one of the most incredible sports moments of yeah. I've ever had. You beat number one Kansas at home, another huge moment. I mean, you're you, th- you at Kansas th- in Kansas City, in Kansas. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's you correct. Do that you had still. three straight twenty one seasons, which doesn't yeah. happen, hadn't happened ever, I don't believe. So, yeah. uh, you go on and coach the some the USA team in the in the FIBA Under nineteen World Championship in New Zealand, a place you. Probably were happy to go back to you when they yeah. told you that. You're probably like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Uh, you win a gold medal there, uh, and you're later named the USA Basketball Coach of the Year. But um, all good stuff. The program, though, has taken a tremendous leap forward with you you yeah. at its helm. So um, now we want to get to this year. So you you already touched yeah. on it, but you got some you got some real big depth this year. Yeah. You lost obviously Des Bain and Kevin Samuels Samuel. Um, but but the depth here is something you never had before, correct? I, I feel good about it. I really do. And you know, I've had to you know I say uh, readjust or reinvent myself really as far as a coach and 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 everybody really does in college basketball. But I we had one transfer in seventeen years. I was at Pitt, and now we have eight coming in this year. And it's you know our league has had success with transfers. And I never thought you know coming to Pitt and getting transfers and would would be the didn't fit Pitt. I mean it's just mm-hmm. I mean I mean didn't fit TCU. Uh, at Pitt, we we didn't do it either, and 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 here at TCU, just you know, get kids, four year, five year guys, and and develop them. Desmond Baines, you know, Kendrick Williams, uh, R.J. Nemhart. Well, 
it's changed right before our eyes and NILs come into play. And so I had to, I had to reinvent, reinvent ourselves and, and it was the only way we could survive. And we had some APR issues when I got here and just continued battle. And so we've adjusted and, and I think we're going to be fine now. Some NCA rules changed too that I think benefited us uh, as well. And so that allow us to really play on a level playing field, to be honest, uh, going forward here. So uh, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, I've adjusted. We're going to have a new team every year. I go back to my junior college days where I coached. I was my first coaching job, junior college. And uh, so I've embraced it and and we've got a great group. They're working hard and, and uh, we've played good in our first two scrimmages and, and uh, I'm excited about it. Like I said, the depth is there. We're athletic. We're big. Um, we've got Mike Miles uh, as a returning guy. Friend of the show. He was yeah, here about a month show. ago. There you go. And we did talk about the NIL stuff. So how much has that changed coaching? I think we're, yeah, we're still figuring it out. I think, uh, the, I think it's all talked about now and certainly players can go do their own thing. But I think as I don't think it's affected recruiting and team building yet yet. And it will in the next, Two months is really that's how oh, far. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, this yeah. quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? In in the incoming class? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it will be. Yeah. So, um, but it's you know again it's it's uh, effective. But as we've seen, the teams with the best transfers in college basketball have been the most successful teams. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just how the sport is built, uh, the game is built, and, and how the uh, players think. So, yeah. Um, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a new world, and 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 it's fine. I mean, people. You know, you're, we're really trading guys. I mean, I had a guy spoke to a group the other day, and there's like, well, you lost this guy. I said, yeah, well, no, we're really, you only get 13 scouts. We're really, we traded. We, 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 we think we improved ourselves, and that's how you have to look at it. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's different. How, huh? Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, it's not, it's, I guess, looking at you have to adjust and you just got to understand it. I hate to speak in those terms like trading and improving yourself, yeah. but it's the reality and what it is. And, and, uh, how I have to do it that way. And yeah. Like a hundred percent, you get to pick in there. How much of that is raw talent when you got a kid <laughs> and how much is it percentage wise, how much he can work with the other kids that you got knowing that chemistry stuff. Uh, chemistry. I, I think it's now we, we live in such a different and basketball is, and I say this and, and I, 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 you know, baseball, basketball, college basketball is so different than, than football. Football, they got to go to college for three years. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, 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 that's just a whole different deal. They were red-shirting kids. It's just a whole different world. Our mentality in basketball is just completely different. They want to be in the NBA. They think they should be in there in the first year across the board. They can, you could go do a survey. They, every kid will yeah. tell you he's, he's an NBA player. And, yeah. and the numbers don't. Only 40 people new a year make the NBA. Really, only the 31st round picks are, you know. Gonna, it's out of how many players? 40 is uh, out of how many? 40. Well, the world. Think well, about that. How many is that? Is it, is it 5,000? No, no, I mean, college is 5,000. But the difference with our sport is that the whole, entire world plays basketball. Football, it's just the States. Right. You know I yeah. mean, like the, the, the whole world plays basketball. 30, a third of the NBA is 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 foreign players and, yeah. and growing. I mean, it's going to be it's, – it's higher than that. It's Any going from to Hungary yet? Or no, not, we're just – that's the that? one place that hasn't somehow <laughs> – We got some their, feelers out there for you. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen mm-hmm. there. Could you the, help with that maybe? We the, could do some uh, NIL. <laughs> so what you're saying is some of these kids might want to – consider a plan B plan B like maybe start a podcast or, you know, something to really pay the bills. NIL is the plan B. Don't you see yeah, that? That's right, what right, the plan right. B is very good. And that's the real, you know, the, the, I find that the, and, and we talk about it in meetings with that I'm on with the NABC, the coach association, and, and we 
just wonder where it's going with these kids that transfer, transfer, transfer. You know. It, oh, do you have some that multiple transfer, like oh, yeah. school to school uh, to it's school? Gonna, yeah, we we're just talking about that today. I mean, Baylor starting guard will be three schools in three years this year, and that wasn't supposed to be part do of the rule. You have to complete a season in one school. Like you can't go mid season, can you? Or it doesn't matter. Well, we're fine. That's that's what they they, they said. It was only going to be one time immediate eligibility. Well, that's already been that's already been uh, that's already been. <laughs> They busted that door down. So who makes those rules? The, the NCAA. But but and and we say the NCAA. The NCAA is the universities. Yeah. That we're 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 the people. We're, we make the rules. Yeah. Uh, um. So you know they're they're an easy target, and everybody just you know, likes to uh, pile on. But uh, you know it's, it's a lot of this stuff is 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 caused by ourselves. Who watches the portal for you guys? The reason I'm asking because I have your have your, your roster here. So Damian Boz, Memphis. Yeah. Um, let's see, Xavier Cork from Western Carolina, uh, Manuel Millers, A and M, Shadow Wells, UTA, Micah's, PVs from Texas Tech, um, Dubias from JUCO. Is somebody like actively watching the, the portal? Or is that a <laughs> I mean, it's the portal. Generally, it's out on social media before it even gets to the portal. I mean, yeah, we're we're monitoring. Every coach is monitoring it, and so everybody has a role in that. Even yeah, oh yeah, it's constantly you're hearing. I mean, you can pretty much anticipate who's going to transfer. You can just you just see it. And then nowadays, I think you almost have to assume that they are going to transfer. They're either going to go to the NBA at our level now, at our level in Big Twelve. They're they're generally going to put their name in to go professionally. Or they're probably going to transfer. Oh, uh, if they don't go to the NBA, they're yeah, transfer. Yeah, What's because, the portal look like, Coach? Is I mean, is it is it a website? I mean, <laughs> yeah. seriously, oh, yeah, for someone know. who doesn't know, is look it, it up. is it it's a website? A, yeah, it's a it's and a it website. Everybody's name just pops yeah. on there, and, and yeah. if coaches just flock to this person and hit them up on social media, or yeah. do you have to engage them through the website. Is that something about sports you don't know? What? Oh yeah, <laughs> just, we got. Did, I didn't well, know this. No, it's only been a couple of years, but I mean, it's really everybody talks about the portal. and It's got a nice name to it, but it's been going on for for years. Yeah, and now. What, what the portal, the biggest difference is, is that you don't have to get a, from the school you're leaving, you don't have to get a, a release. You gotta turn that mic, just turn uh, the mic. Yeah, to the re, the yeah. release, you don't have to get a release. So that was always the thing that was kind of ridiculous. Uh, the, the, the kid had to get a release from the school he was leaving. So sometimes they deny it, which turned into problems uh, in both ways. And then sometimes it would take a couple of days or whatever. So now there's generally a rule of when this kid comes in and put his name in the portal, it's really a 24 hour. Uh, there's like a 24 hour uh, period where yeah. kind of like a cooling off period, you say, but then the name goes in the, in the mm-hmm. portal. And then what it, what it also entails is that you can't talk to that kid until his name's in the portal. And that's gotcha. probably the best thing that it's done, but we know who the kids are and yeah. you're hearing all the rumors and, and different things. And everybody's, my big question is, and I guess I'll say this here now is like, and I've said it in the meetings, they've laughed at me, but like tampering, how are you going to manage uh, tampering? I mean, with alumni being involved. No, 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 no. Just their AU guys, their coaches, their parents, their high school coach. You have relationships with them. You recruited them the year before or two years before, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And they're always constantly reaching out. And they have one bad game, they're looking to transfer. Or if they have one good game, they're looking to transfer up. I mean, so that goes to this decision you talk about with the conference stuff making these split decisions in a really short amount of time. Now you got people who are making decisions. You always should, you think about kind of the way it's been to this point. The coach makes the decision. The coach knows best. He, you know, 
for the most part. You've got experience. You came from this. You've got some years on this. But now you got the NIL. Th- now the decision, the influence on the decisions is not just about the player and the playing, but it's a whole lot of other things. And yeah, it oh seems yeah. like I mean, it's just like Decision City going on here. Well, I mean, the only reason the kids didn't transfer before is because they had to sit out a year. I mean, they're always there. I mean, you know, it's always the grass is always greener. And yeah. You tell a 17 year old, 18. So they're going to, and then the coaches are going to tell them whatever they want to hear. And, and they want, I use the phrase generally kids want to be lied to. I mean, like they, they want to believe what, whatever is they're selling. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's the, and then it's not every kid and we're generally speaking, yeah. but it's just the world that we're going to live in. But uh, Sitting out was was the deterrent. A sitting cool. out the year, mm-hmm. and and I think it's going to hit football worse going forward here because all kids had ninety percent of football players are generally redshirted scholarship guys, so they really couldn't transfer mm-hmm. because it would really mess up their career. They'd lose a, a year. Mm-hmm. They'd lose an, a, a year, and if you transferred semester, it could really mess up your your Not situation. Anymore. Now I think with football, if, even if you redshirt them. They're going to transfer and still be on that. They can play right away, so they won't have to sit out another year. I think it's going to be, and I've said this, like basketballs. We've been we're always kind of ahead of football in, in in a lot of these things as far as what happens and 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 like you know analysts and you know different things, all those things. That stuff's been done for years. Basketball they had to shut it down because it was just hire an analyst, get a player, hire this guy, get a player. You know, I mean that, that's a, but and go down the list of things. But I think football is going to get hit like ridiculous amount with, with the kids transfer because they can play right away right. At, at the next place. And even if you redshirted them, cause you can't play 90 guys uh, um, with, with football, they're, they're going to go, they're going to, they're going to be eligible to play right away and they don't lose any, any time. So it's like, it's going to be chaos. I mean, because yeah. think about it, you can't, I mean, you could speak to this, J Dub. Part of your playing, probably well or not well, was the people you were next to, the chemistry going on with yeah. it. But if you have new people coming in and out all the time, and then you got coaches who are some are going to go, I'm going to make the decision to only get the best players, and I'll switch them out as much as I can. And then others are going to make the decision. I'm going to make the decision stick with chemistry. You know mm. that these kids work well together. I mean, well, you're never going to have a choice. I mean, generally, like we said, they're they're generally going to transfer at, at our level. They have options too. Now yeah. at the lower level, they they may not have options. And our we're the best league in the in the conference in the country by far. It's not even close. So when you come out of this league, you're going to have options. Other schools, mm. there's 335, 353, I should say. So football's limit. That's what football found. Like guys found is that there's only there's only a hundred and ten division one. So we're, you run out of places real quick. And yeah. when you look at regions, yep. there, there, there's a little little more of that. Even though they have the eighty five scholarships, there's mm-hmm. there's still only so many places you can go. And uh, that's that's where where that's going to be interesting. So where do they end up? Now they could go NAIA and or you know a Division two or FCS or. Uh, those type of things, but that's looked at as what they. I don't think that's what they intended when they when yeah. they initially went. But generally, kids that put their name in the portal, I mean, I'd say this: they generally know where they're going. Mm-hmm. They generally know where they're going. All right, All right coach, we're getting, getting close to the end here. When you're <laughs> coaching, when you're coaching at home, <laughs> and you're looking down the court at a uh, offensive play or whatever, a yeah. free throw, and you see this in the stands, what? What's going through your mind? Because it's 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 hilarious. Well, yeah, it is, and there's a little backstory to this. So I was like, everybody asked, well, wh- wh- whose idea was this? We actually had one of these in Pitt, 
and uh, they had it. They they had done one of these at Pitt at the, in the student section. They put it up there at that. Uh, however, it was, it was it was not the same size. So of course, when you get to Texas, they do the same thing. It's got to be twelve times the the size. Yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah, so yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So this is a, a great example of of that uh, that 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 theory. So that's where it came from. So they copied it from Pitt. Somebody had done it at Pitt. I don't know how they had done it. It wasn't me. It wasn't. I, I will. I will. I will. Um, Honestly, you uh, sure you're a child yeah, actor. Was, uh, we yeah. can see the so ego. I didn't. I didn't uh, do that, and uh, and now that's what it is. It is kind of funny, and they have played it, placed it right behind yeah, the basket, know, so I you know. pretty much can't miss it. So, <laughs> coach, your passion for the game still there? Anything? You still, you still love what you do? Oh, I love it. I, I really do. And man, and like I said, we reinvented. We, you know, you're doing a little different now with bringing guys in, but you know, you work them from June. It's different. You know, it's like, well, how you build this chemistry? Well, yeah. We didn't start practicing until October 15th when I, you know, just 10 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. now uh, we have, I wouldn't say unlimited time, but we have the right amount of time on uh, June 1st when they trans, when they come here. So we're practicing pretty much five on five, uh, putting in all our stuff uh, from June 1st yeah. uh, on. So yeah. I mean, June, July, August, we have all of our stuff in already. I said last summer. Uh, in June, July, we had all more stuff in in June and July than we had in all last year. Now, of course, we didn't have any practices because right. of COVID, and we missed a hundred practices because uh, of our situation. But that—that's really the thing. Uh, reinvent yourself. Like I've got, we're putting everything in early. We're doing five on five stuff, play sets, defenses. Yeah, everything's in early. So. Yeah, we've got new teams, but we're practicing a lot more and earlier in the year and mm-hmm. and, and jumping into it. So we're going to be ready. We're, we're going to be fine. Coach, we, we love watching you. We love your story. We loved you for a long time. You've been awesome here. Awesome, truly. Um, I promise yeah. I'll get Brenton to a game this year. I'll, get, I'll show him how it works and where the ball goes. I just want to see the sign. I'll be watching the he'll sign bring his, of you he'll bring, his, time. he'll bring his football it's, bat it's, with it's, him. It's tip-off, not kick-off. Okay, so it's, it's. Uh, Best of luck this year. The team looks great. We're, we're super excited yeah, to see what happens. Thanks, yeah. Uh, let us know how we can help. And before we go, we got a little... Yeah, Brittany, one last thing. Family aside, all the you know, good and bad, a family, all that stuff. Best day of your life. Uh, gosh, I got two kids. So that one's a, that one's a, uh, yeah, can just, you, two children. Uh, the, can't no, use nothing, both. nothing family related. Oh, nothing family. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wasn't listening. I'm like, uh, um, some people have said, you know, being on this podcast and people have yeah. said, you know, okay, um, maybe the jelly bean. The, the last second started. shot in okay. Texas is probably a top five <laughs> oh, in there. Yeah. Saving the people from the car wreck. I mean, there's a lot of stuff the in there. Car, uh, uh, phrase again. Give Aside me from fr- familial affairs, uh, what's the best day of your whole life? Today. God, I love it. You're actually like the you first. You're actually the first in. person to ever say that. But, <laughs> but he didn't have to Tomorrow accept. will be better. No, it's accept, not. Yes. This isn't about this show. It's about what he talked about having 30 minutes before the show. Thank you, Coach Dixon. <laughs> Thank you. Dude, how do you take out family? Family's everything. What's left? Yeah, it is. I know. That's why it's a hard, good, hard question. Hey, what do you want us to cut it off? You awake over there? Are you mind your own business. What I'm, you I'm running it. It's on. Thank you. How, how did Tillman get a spot in the... Uh...